In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning. If you're wondering what the score is, in the 41st minute, it was zero to zero. I wish I could bring better news. During the last several weeks, we have been subject to story after story on the news and headline after headlines in our newspaper. Those stories and headlines told us about tragedy. We read about the young boy who was in his home sleeping. Family had just moved to that house and they were so happy. He had his own room. And he was sound asleep that night, probably dreaming about his future the next day, what he was going to do. And a drive-by shooter shot into that house and killed that young man. Tragedy. We lived the story of Malaya Davis. For one month, Houston was captivated in what happened to Malaya. We heard her parents and some from her stepfather about her last days. And finally, the stepfather gave the story of what happened. And Malaya was found, her discarded body was found alongside of a highway in Arkansas. And this city, this community, mourned her death. In the last several days, we've been hearing about a story of a young college student who went to see her grandmother and then went back to Salt Lake City so she could continue her degree at the University of Utah. She called her mother or texted her mother and let her know that she had made it to Salt Lake. And then she got on her phone and made another effort to call a Lyft rider or driver to come to pick her up. And then instructed that Lyft driver where to go to go to this lonely park where she went there to meet her eventual killer. We read just in the last few days a story of a family, a family of four, a family consisting of mom and dad and two young children ages three and one. And we read about how they got involved in a road rage incident. Whereas they were pulling out of a gas station, someone shot at them. And when that bullet went into that car, it ignited the fireworks. And we saw with horror the cell phone video of that as that family's car burst into flames. That family was rushed to the hospital by life flight and the two children in a hospital, a burn hospital in Galveston. What is going on? What is going on in our lives today? We celebrated this week a day of freedom, a freedom for this country, a freedom that we celebrated with barbecues, family, watermelon, parades, and I must not leave out fireworks. All too often the headlines spoke to us, and those headlines are becoming, it seems, part of our common day-to-day life. Those headlines seem to be a part of our common fabric of our community. I believe you would join with me in saying this must change. And all too often as we say those words over and over again, how it must change, we get weary as Paul wrote in the, in the 
epistle reading from Galatians, we get weary and often we give up. In Paul's letter to the, to the Galatians, Paul continues this week in telling us how we are to live our lives together. Last week, if you remember, we concentrated on living out our lives together in close relationships. This week, Paul has broadened that, and I broadened it also this morning by looking at how we are to live in the community, the community we call Piney Point, the community we call Hedwig Village, the community we call Houston, the community we call Texas, the United States, and the community we call the world in which we live. Last Sunday, as I mentioned, we talked about our living in, in relationship with one another, relationships with a parent, a child, a coworker, a spouse. And I mentioned four points on how we could live out our lives in a loving, long-term relationship if we would just focus on four simple things. First, I mentioned that we need to be present to one another, to be completely present to one another. And I've talked about people being on their cell phones as they would go to a restaurant and not communicating with each other and were not present with each other. Then number two, I mentioned about listening, that we need to listen to one another. And someone after this service asked me to include in that listening that we must be silent. And I believe what he meant, not only to be silent with our mouths, but to be silent with our brains as we're listening to each other to calm that brain and truly be listening to that other person. And I mentioned his third about touching one another and fourth being kind to one another, doing nice things, unexpected things for each other. I echo those this morning, but I broaden that as I mentioned, and I broaden it to see how we live in the larger community we call our home. Paul tells us clearly in our reading that we reap what we sow. If we truly believe this, as we hear about those headlines, as we see the stories on our news, we realize that they're commonplace in our lives. And they have invaded the fabric of our community. These headlines, these awful headlines. How do we change those headlines? How do we live in our community as change agents to change what is going on in this community? I bring up two points today. Paul tells us plainly not to give up. We volunteer to, for different things. We're elected to office in our clubs and organizations. And we give money to causes that we think are important. And too often we sit back and think about that and say, what difference does it make? Why do I give money? Why do I volunteer? Why do I even belong if nothing seems to change? I worry sometimes if we did give up in those organizations in giving money, what would the headline be? How much worse could it actually get? We can't give up. Paul is calling us to action, to do something, to call us to get away from our comfortable spot, our comfort zone, 
and to step out into the world and do something different. And I believe being creative will be helpful there. And as we look not only at the problem, but try to go deeper and look at the cause of that problem. What is the cause of what is going on with road rage? What is going on when you have a bullet entered in a home and kills a child? What is going on when a, a four-year-old is killed and torn apart by a stepfather? What's going on when a college student can't safely get home? What is going on? We need to go to that root issue and root problem. I wish I had something magic to say what that would be. We need to continue to pray, not only for our own families, but for this community in which we live. Sometimes it just seems easier to sit back at home and write a check and put that check in the mail and not worry about it anymore. But Paul is calling us not to give up. Paul is calling us to sow what we are actually, to reap what we sow, and that's what we would be sowing would be something far different from what this world is experiencing. Paul is calling us to get dirty, to get down deep and dirty as to what the issues really are. I mentioned the women's soccer team. They could have given up a long time ago. They could have given up when they saw the seeds that they were going to have to play leading up to this day. They could give up today and say, how can we do one more game? But I don't think they will. Secondly, Paul tells us, whenever we have the opportunity, let's work for the good of all. We can participate in studies. We can participate in those committees that I mentioned. And then when whatever that committee produces in the form of a study, we can re read the reams of paper that often are produced by those studies. And then we could put that ream of paper on a shelf and wonder two years from now why you kept it. Paul is calling us, as I mentioned earlier, to action. We can't accomplish overnight global problems, but we can start small. And something that happened in this place this week as a parade went by the front of this church and then gathered together at the church next door at Ecclesia. The people from this community came together. The people from the villages came together and partied together, celebrated the birth of our country, celebrated the neighborhood, enjoyed the parades that went by from neighbors that they knew. And the only thing that I ask is to enlarge that neighborhood, bring others in. This parish is doing something that is quiet but major. And that is every Tuesday night, gathering together in East Houston with a group of young men and their sponsors in the PBMA program. We're reaching out to help others, and I just encourage you to participate in that and encourage you to participate in other ways that you too can take action and let your voices be heard. 
How do we bring about change? We must change our attitude and we must change our heart. And to bring about that kind of change that we're talking about this morning, to change those headlines, it must begin with me. Oh, it's easy, as I said, to sit back and write a check. And it's easy to sit back and criticize people and say, the mayor's not doing this, the governor should have done that. X, you know, keep on going. But then when you think about, and when, because that's my business during the week, is to think about what these people have done and have not done, I have to ask, did you vote? You're not going to make change, and you can criticize, but unless you vote, it's not going to change. I encourage you to do that. Change of the headlines will be a full-body sport, one requiring our stepping out and letting our voices be heard. Do we have a choice? As you listen to the news tonight, think about how this, what you're seeing, is part of our daily life. Do we not have the ability to change that? Do we, have, we do not, I believe, have a choice but to get in into the fray and make a difference. Paul is calling us this morning to move out of our comfort zone. Paul is calling us to go out into the world, and Paul is calling us to make a difference. Jesus sent his disciples. He brought 70 together and sent them out two by two into a community that was going to be tough. They were sent out in a community of lambs in the midst of wolves. I don't think we had that same problem, but we are timid to do so. And I believe that we can look at this reading from our Gospel of Luke and see that after those disciples went out, they returned, and they were nearly giddy with joy, giddy because of the fact that they were able to be faithful and made a difference. It may not be easy, but it's what we're called to do, not only as Christians, but as St. Francis Episcopal Church. Don't give up. Don't dare give up. Amen.